0: stop me if you've heard this one before boy meets girl they fall in love get married all because of a picture of a cat okay maybe that isn't common after all stranger things have happened but not many It started with the Twitter account, Poorly Drawn Cats. The artist, Helosia Nora, draws cats from submitted photos, but the drawings don't have much detail. An Oregonian named Grant Schroeder submitted his feline, Luna, in 2019. Emma Ferguson, an English woman, noticed the drawing online. She also had a cat named Luna. According to Ferguson, she looked at his account and saw a cute boy with cat. Must follow, of course. The rest, they say, is history. The couple married just last month. They reside in England, and of course, they have cats. Still, this isn't the strangest love story in the world. Jesus Christ gave his life for his bride, and she has done nothing to attract his love. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Friday, we're wrapping up a series called The Bible Through the Jesus Lens. And really, that's what we've been doing all week. We've been looking to the Bible, but looking at it through the Jesus lens. And it's actually something we do every time we talk about Scripture here on Haven Today. We truly believe that our lives and our faith and even our devotional reading of the Bible should be all about Jesus. And I believe that the Lord speaks to us most clearly in the love of Christ. And when we read the Bible through this lens, we see Christ most clearly. And helping us learn how to read the Bible through the Jesus lens is Michael Williams. He'll join us again in just a minute, talking about a book we sometimes forget to read as carefully as we should. I'm talking about the book of Revelation.
1: But the book of Revelation reminds us that he is the God who was, the God who is to come, and also the God who is.
0: He's a Hebrew scholar and a Bible translator, but even more, Dr. Michael Williams loves Jesus. Stay with me. He'll join us again one more time a little bit later to think about the Jesus lens and this final book in God's word, the Bible. After the program, I want to give you an opportunity to partner with us to share the great story that's all about Jesus. And as our thank you, I want to send you Michael's book called How to Read the Bible Through the Jesus Lens. If you've ever opened God's Word and just not known how to understand it, this book is for you. Michael will show the major themes of every book in the book, where and when it was written, and most important, how it points to Jesus. This book will bless your Bible study like it has so many of the Haven team, including me. So it was our thanks for your gift here in the month of August. To Haven Ministries, I want to send you this How to Read the Bible Through the Jesus Lens. So call us after the program, won't you, at eight hundred sixty-five haven 800 haven Or go online at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And we still have the deluxe edition of the Jesus Storybook Bible, with the audiobook read by David Suchet for your gift as well. It's there on our website or you can ask for it when you call. And now, as we're getting ready to open with the Gaither Vocal Band, we have a little banner across the top of our homepage, haventoday.org. It's my invitation to you to join me on a trip to the Holy Land late this November. I think it'll make a difference in your spiritual life to walk where Jesus walked and to pray where he prayed and let's do it together. Find out more by heading over to our website after the program. And now, here is the Gaither Vocal Band opening haven
2: today.
3: So.
0: revelation song from our album let's just praise the lord the gaither vocal band i'm charles morris the bible through the jesus lens and thank you so much for ending your week with us and i pray you started your week with us as well and on this program i want us to ponder the book of revelation to be more exact it's the book of the revelation given to the apostle john when he was in exile at Patmos. And I don't think I have to tell you that this book gets a lot of attention, sometimes around election years, always around major world events. I can't even count how many pastors and theologians have come out with a certain prophecy about the end based on an updated reading of this book. But then when you and I read it, it says a lot about what's to come. John was given a vision of the future. He was told to write it down to encourage Christians throughout history. But we may have to be clear. It wasn't written so that we could have a detailed chart giving us the exact date, time, place, or what condition the moon would be in when Christ would return. Too many approach the book of Revelation like it's a roadmap instead of a word of blessing. Now, you can, of course, find signs in the book of Revelation, but moreover, and more important, it is a word of blessing and encouragement from the Apostle John about our Lord Jesus Christ. Joining me now is Michael Williams. Michael, help us supply the Jesus lens to this wonderful final book of God's Word.
1: What is it that ties all of these details together? And, and certainly Christians, uh, you know, fight uh, each other over the meaning of these details. Yes. But what is the meaning of the book that we can all stand behind? And that is, uh, we see in however you interpret this book, that God is enabling his people to stand fast against Satan and his forces until he brings about the ultimate and sure victory. Mm. He brought about that victory already, the beginning of it in Jesus Christ, who conquered death. Mm -hmm. And yet, even though the power of sin has been broken, the penalty of sin has been paid, the presence of sin is still here. And so we're living in what's called the already and not yet. Mm -hmm. God has initiated his kingdom. We can already begin experiencing the benefits of it. And yet it hasn't been brought to its fullness. It's not yet here in all of its glory. And that is coming And in the between times, God will give his people the strength to stand fast against Satan and his forces until everything that he's inaugurated is here in its fullness. You know, we say God is the Alpha and the Omega, Mm -hmm. the beginning and the end. We trust that God created everything and we trust that God's coming again to make everything new. It's the middle that we have trouble with. Mm -hmm. But the book of Revelation reminds us that he's the God of the middle, too, Mm -hmm. that he is the God who was the God who is to come, and also the God who is.
0: And, and the Lamb is on the throne now. Right. Today.
1: That's right. Yes. Securing that ultimate outcome. And we can celebrate that today. And that well. enables us to stand fast mm-hmm. against Satan and his forces. And it's only when we keep our focus on Christ, because he's the one who makes it all possible.
0: Dr. Michael Williams, who wrote How to Read the Bible Through the Jesus Lens, thanks for sharing with us one more time. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. So why should we read the book of Revelation with Christ as our guiding light? It's important to put Jesus at the center whenever we read this difficult book. It is a hard book to understand. Otherwise, we might find ourselves getting swept away in what Jesus described as the rumors of war and the birth pangs of his return. We can get so caught up in the details and trying to find their fulfillment out in the world, that we miss John's point. And then we end up missing Jesus. From beginning to end, the book of Revelation is about Jesus. The opening words, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. It doesn't start with the politics of the first century. It doesn't attack Rome or the emperor. It doesn't start with rumors of wars or anything else. It starts with Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He is the first. He is the last. And at the end of the book, he is there. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And then, of course, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. From beginning to end, Revelation is about Jesus. The very first thing John tells us in this book is who he saw, and it was the glorified, resurrected Christ speaking to him. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest That picture that John just shared with us. Now, maybe you have a better imagination than me, but whether you can picture it or not, what this description does, it makes us long for the day when we meet Christ face to face. At the very beginning of the book, John isn't preaching doom and gloom, he wasn't trying to scare Christians into thinking they might end up on the wrong side of the very end. I used to think like that. What if Christ comes back? And it turns out my faith is a fraud. What if he tells me to get away from him? That can be terrifying. But the book of Revelation is not about that. The book of Revelation was given to the apostle John and written by John through the Holy Spirit to encourage us. And one day we get to see our Savior face to face. He's our Lord. And he's with us even today. And we don't need to walk around being afraid. And we don't need to be anxious about what will happen at the end, much less today or tomorrow. Christ is coming back, and he's going to meet up with us. And that's enough to get us through even the darkest of days, which so many of us understand and are maybe going through even now. Just remember John. He was in exile. And the story from history tells us he was boiled alive in oil. He somehow survived and was sent to the island to live and die alone. Talk about dark days. But the Lord met him. And in that encounter, the Lord meets us all. And as you read this book that he penned, don't lose sight of the risen and reigning Lord Jesus. He's the one we're going to see face to face. And when we do, the scene will look a lot like what we find in John's vision in Revelation 5. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, and they sang a new song. When you and I finally see Christ face to face, it will be meeting the lamb who was slain the one before whom all the angels and creatures fall in worship. And we will join in in singing this new song. No matter what else is happening, amidst all the debates about when Jesus is going to come back, don't lose sight of the Lamb, the one who is worthy of all praise, all honor, the one who died, the one who rose again. And when we read Revelation through this lens We walk away encouraged, not scared, not anxious. And we walk away with a renewed desire to see the new heavens and the new earth. John saw it in Revelation 22. He said it was like a city with the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, no longer would there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb would be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Now that's your future. If you trust in Jesus Christ, if you're born again, you get to rejoice in faith now that this is where you're headed a place without pain, a place without curse. A place of pure joy before our Lord. So, we say with the Apostle John, say it with me right now. Amen. Lord Jesus, come.
2: Though the dark is overwhelming and the brightest lights grow dim, though the Word of God is trampled on by foolish men, though the wicked never stumble, and abounds in every place. We will all be humble when we see your face. And the demons we've been fighting, those without and those within. Be underneath our feet and never rise again. All our sins will be behind us through the blood of Christ raised, and we'll take. Together in your arms of endless grace, as your bride forever, when we see your face,
0: Sovereign Grace, when we see your face on this haven today, something I pray that you are looking forward to when you get to meet your Savior, Jesus Christ, face to face. Well, I'm sure you saw it. We mentioned it on our program a couple of weeks back. There was a recent poll done that showed fewer and fewer people are reading the Bible. And sadly, that goes for Christians as well. There are many reasons for that, and I won't go into it now, but I see it as a great call for you and me today, to take up and read, as John puts it, read the Word of God. It's so important that we know God's thoughts on life and salvation. But I'll be the first to admit it's sometimes hard to know where to start. And then when you do start, it's hard to know who it was written to, and maybe why it was written, and what's it trying to tell me today? And that's why Dr. Michael Williams wrote his easy-to-read, helpful book, called How to Read the Bible Through the Jesus Lens. Michael takes every book of the Bible and in a simple way explains it in four pages. And the part I really appreciate is what we're all about here at Haven Today as well. Michael shows us how every book in God's Word, the Bible, points to Jesus. It's an amazing resource. It's helped me understand the Bible better. I think it will you as well. So would you call us right now? Would you make a gift here in August? We need to hear from you this time of year, especially if you haven't sent a gift in in a while. It helps us make it through one of the toughest months of the year. The bills still come due, but we don't have as many gifts coming in. Just call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can take a little more time and go to our website, for how to read the Bible through Jesus' lens. Our web address, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now, also, if you haven't and you wanted to, we still have the deluxe edition of the Jesus Storybook Bible with the audio book with it, read by David Suchet for your gift to the ministry as well. It's there on our website. Ask about it when you call. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There you stand with the hot desert sun beating down on your brow. Your armor makes the hot day even more blistering. But you're glad to have protective gear. After all, the armies of Edom and Moab are coming for you. That was the situation with the army of Judah thousands of years ago. But they sought the Lord. And King Jehoshaphat stood to speak. Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And the Lord heard and completely defeated their murderous enemies. That's still true today. Believe God, believe its prophets, believe the gospel, and the greatest success will be yours, eternity with the Lord. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.